Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Great Clips post-game show. Great Clips is going to be great. Presented by Telemordu. Because when it's game time, it's telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Oh, goodness gracious. You missed it by that much. Uh, the Great Clips post-game show is presented by Tullamore Dew. And gentlemen, uh, the Bears find a way to lose a sure win for the third time this season. They did everything right defensively, um, but right up to the end of the game, and they they saw their, uh, their 17-7 lead turn into a 2017 defeat. And, uh, you know, you got Denver, you lost that game. You got the first game against Detroit, and you found a way to lose that. This might have been the worst one. I mean, it's hard to judge what the worst one was, but mm-hmm. this was awful. Just got awful. 
Well, the worst because of how many guys Cleveland had out, right? And then yes. Batonio, yes. their other guard, goes out too. It's yes. a game you should win with the way the defense played football today. Uh, obviously, you know, that, that late touchdown, you know, Brisker, we want him to get him on the ground there, right? If you, I mean, it's yes. just asking. We're asking for everything, right? We're going to defense do everything. But the Bears get kind of what they want, Pat. I mean, I'm talking about the decision makers. We got the mm-hmm. ball in Justin Fields' hands. And then, you know, you can question so many things, right? You can question the play calling. Uh, yes. Mooney, again, at the end of the game, you can question he's got to make that play. Is it Justin Fields? Is it not? At some point, man, we got our answers if you keep asking the same damn questions. Yeah, it's just aggravating, guys. I mean, you give up 13 points in the fourth quarter after dominating the entire game. You were thinking the defense would just put it away, right, with all those guys out up front. Montez Sweat was dominating all day. They gave up big plays, and that hurt them, the two big plays in the fourth quarter. Offensively, the fourth and one, the third and one, they don't convert. That keeps the chains going. That shortens the game. Uh, Luke Getze calling passes on second and seven, I think, uh, another second down in the fourth quarter when you could shorten the game when you're up seven. Uh, just limit the opportunities for them to score, knowing your defense is dominating. Uh, it's, it's just really aggravating. And, you know, Tyler Scott dropping that first pass, but then making up for it for the nice run. But, again, that's a play that should be made to help Justin Fields in this offense. You don't have to worry about that other one. You don't know what happens after that. And it's just unfortunate because, you know, we said who's hot and who's cold. And Darnell Mooney was the focus this week about his contract and – it seems like that's just the way it goes for some players and sometimes that you know they're the, they're the hot topic for that week and you're talking about them and you're hoping for the best has an opportunity to convert that and doesn't and it's just deflating because you know that whole game was the defense was dominating and I think I texted you guys in the thread that we need the defense to score here and that's the way it felt right uh, and then just they just right. could not figure out a win the game a way to win the game players wise and coaches wise and that's on everybody yeah, I mean, you, you look at it, Molly and Pat, right? And, and, and I know what Pat is saying. When you're watching it, there's like two things going on with this whole Bears season, right? It's like, yeah, I want the defense to win it, but then I don't, right? I don't want the defense to win it. And I'm not like, I want the ball in right. Justin Fields' hand at the end of the game. Yeah. I want to see if he'll make the play against the number one defense that has two safeties out. And, and, and can we move the ball down the field? And like you're talking about, Pat, on fourth and one, like, like, I know that's earlier in the game, but we got to make that play. Yes. You decide to keep it. I, I don't. That's one of the rare, uh, it didn't work, play calls that I like that Getsy made. Right. I didn't think it was a bad play call. Right. I thought uh, DJ you know, Moore might have even been open, releasing Olin. it to the corner route. That's Mooney again, right? That's Mooney mm-hmm. that missed the block, that didn't get his guy. Yeah, just, but uh, it's Cameron Mitchell. I mean, you you right. got to keep your feet there, right? Yes. You got to keep yeah. your feet. Yes. You got to go get a first gotcha. down. Like we talk about Pat yep. and, and Yep, 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 yep. Uh, listen. Uh, a Mooney's not going to be here. We talked about that on pregame, right? We yeah, talked yeah, about that. Yeah, but when yeah. you get better, it's not going to be Darnell Mooney as your second wide receiver, right? Right. I, I, I want Justin Fields to make that play. I'm, I'm glad he kept the ball. I'm glad mm-hmm. he tried to run it. Now, now I want him to keep his feet and run for 10, 15, 20 more yards. And I know that's asking a lot. But that's what I want to. That's what I want my guy to do. There. I'm going to give 40 million a year to right. if I make that decision to pass on the number one pick of the draft. Oh, God. I mean, I, I got to tell you, there, this was like a loss on a loss on a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all the things that we talk about, everyone's future and the feel good and the bit of swagger. I mean, how do you, how do you retain a coach that opens the season 0-4 that didn't look like he prepared his team to play in the game uh, in the season and then loses three games in the year 
where you're you're ahead and all you got to do is finish mm-hmm. and you can't get that done. I I I mean that's a really bad loss. Another one for uh, Matt Eberflus. And and I thought that we had decided that oh he's doing so great and he's got to remain the defensive coordinator and blah 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 and and we don't we don't see a thing out of that offense. Uh, there's very little production out of the offense when you really pick apart how that game went the the bears offense benefited from a couple interceptions one that scored one that went down on the one yard line and that whole sequence one of the most i believe there were eight plays four penalties the four play two yard drive i i think we'll we could talk about that for the rest of our lives it was so insane yeah, this is a game too, guys. The script was rewritten. Like in the middle of the third quarter, I'm writing in my head, like, oh my gosh, look how good Eberflus is doing with his defense. They're doing what they're supposed to do against a banged up offensive line, just absolutely rattling Joe Flacco, covering the, you know, Amari Cooper, and then everything just changes. And it's just, you know, the offense is was what it was. I'm a little, not a little, I'm a lot of disappointed with what they did against that Cleveland defense with all the injuries with Delpit out. Uh, yes, they have a good front seven or front three they had in there, but. I don't understand how you can't game plan better to protect Justin Fields or move the ball and gain more yards. It's just, you know, I thought it was going to be a game where, all right, we won ugly, defense dominated, did what they had to do, we'll move on. Again, Pat Eberflus on the back for building his good defense and, and having a good game plan, but it didn't turn out that way. He couldn't finish in the fourth quarter and the two big plays against him. And, um, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, we were talking, did Eberflus start changing people's minds to keep his job or not? This is one that swings you right back the other way. It does to me a little bit. Maybe it's just a quick reaction to a tough loss. But, you know, this is three games that should have been won and put away that changes this whole, you know, this whole season too. And it's uh, unfortunate they, they didn't get it done. But, again, that's just uh, bad resume building on his part. Yeah, and it's a good point by, by you and Molly, Pat, because, like you're saying, we all went into here because we knew all the questions and we wanted them to answer the questions, right? We said mm-hmm. that on the pregame show. Uh, it was an interesting game to watch. Finally, we had one in three years, and you wanted to see put all you know put all those skeletons out of the way and put them back in the closet and leave them there, right? But they all <laughs> showed up again, right? They showed up again, yep. and, and Eberflus late in the game, like you're talking about. You know, uh, Malik brought up the Lions game. You know, the blown coverage. They score yep. fast. Happens again, right? Like, yep. And then we don't get Amari uh, Cooper on the ground, and he scores a touchdown. You just can't believe it. It's 17-17, and and, and next thing you know, uh, uh, gets is calling a toss crack on first down, right? He's calling a toss crack on first down, and they lose five yards. Uh, uh, Coco Met misses the block on uh, the best defensive end in the world, and 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 he and he makes a big play there. And the next thing you know, uh, you know, it's 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 third and fifteen. And what do you run on a third and fifteen? And I don't know. I don't know what you run. So now you're gonna get to see Justin Fields work in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. You want, I wanted the ball again. If I am Ryan Pose, Molly and, and Pat, I am pissed off, man. I really am pissed off in one of those sweet boxes that I'm sitting in because with that play right there, with the, when you get the ball back at that time, and, and then you and then I see a toss crack. No, a uh, 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 fake the toss crack and boot Justin Fields out of the pocket. I mean, damn it, if they can do it with Joe Flacco, right? If they can fake <laughs> oh. the toss with Joe Flacco and boot him. Why can't we at that moment, right? I want to see my quarterback, Justin Fields, out of the pocket, on the run, making plays. That's what I want mm-hmm. to see. Instead, we got a toss crack, 
to Khalil Herbert and we lose five yards and now we're behind the sticks. And we all know what this offense does when they're behind the sticks. And the answer is nothing. They don't do yeah. nothing. Right, right. I, yeah, I got to tell you, yeah, that that is um, that that was just a very that that there were so many good moments in that game for the Bears. Yes. There were so many really good moments with that defense. You know, I, I had a whole thing. Pl- I couldn't wait to talk to you guys about Montez Sweat and whether, mm-hmm. you know, he blew it by signing a contract as quick as he did because he's <laughs> worth more than we thought as you watch him play. And, and I wanted to ask you if, if because he played with one of four number one picks on a line, was he underrated when they got him? Because their coaches thought he was like the best guy going and they make a trade for him. Well, and, and now, you know, they pay him and the guys make it plays all over and it just looks the part. And damn if they don't figure out a way to kind of – and you could feel it coming, couldn't you? Yeah. Couldn't you feel it building the same yes. way we've seen these teams lose – this team lose earlier in the year. It was really it, it, embittering. And to talk about Montez Sweat, you know, I was thinking the same thing that, okay, you gave $98 million and he's doing what he's supposed to do. That's why you pay a guy that amount of money. And he had a hell of a game. I'm not saying we lost the game because of him. You just wish they could have closed it with that performance he put on because he's going against a backup tackle, changing the game, what had uh, three sacks or whatever, uh, you know, just making a big, big impact on this game. And I just kept thinking, that's why you pay a game changer right there. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's going to win this ugly game for us. And unfortunately, the offense and, and the fourth quarter with the defense, they couldn't come through at the end. But, you know, I, he, he just he had a hell of a game. And I, I too, Molly, I could not wait to talk about him and just the impact he has on this team, and it's just unfortunate they couldn't come through with it. Yeah, and a question they're going to have to answer again, too, is I don't think, guys, and I got to look back on the film, I don't think he was on the field for that touchdown to uh, Omari mm. Cooper. I got I to take another look there, oh. but uh, like you guys are saying, he is dominating, right? He is yes. dominating. I got to look at James Hudson the third, and then Antonio <laughs> goes out, and some guy named Michael Dunn is in, and, and uh, Nick Harris. The set. I mean, they are struggling with Billings and Justin Jones there in the middle. And it's just, you're waiting for, we need a play, right? We need one play from somebody to put this game away. Like you guys are saying, when that play wouldn't come and they just kept hanging around, right? They just, uh, we go for it on a fourth down. We talked about earlier, and Justin Field gets tackled by Mitchell, right? It's, he gets tackled on the Cleveland 33-yard line. He gets tackled right there, and we don't get that first down. You know, you could say that could put the game away, right? And then they get three yards on that drive. There's just so many things happening in that game. Like you're saying, Molly, where you got this feeling like, oh, um, it's going to be 17-17, right? It's going to yep. be tied. Yep. It's going to be 20-17. to 17. And, and, you know, of course, I'm happy because I want to be right about the 24-20 score call. I, mean, right? <laughs> I want Justin Fields to lead and score right. a touchdown. And, and, you know, cause, but but right. it's just there's 30 seconds left. And then, and then it's Mooney again. It's, it's just over and over again. And, and it's just too bad because a lot of the questions were there to be answered. And if we just saw more of the same. Uh, it, it, it's mm-hmm. just beyond It hurts like that. Yeah. No. It, it, it's just. Kevin Jenkins goes down again, right? Same story. Yeah. More of the same story, right? Uh, yeah, of just, that... okay, uh, you know, there's a saying in the NFL, Pat, right? An old saying in our locker room we shall always say, once somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Right. It's hard to change, right? It's hard to change once a team shows you. They lose late in the game. Believe them, right? Once a guy shows you he can't play every game, believe them. And, and I just I'm curious as we um, 
as we look at this, you know, we feel like they've kind of made their decisions or maybe they felt like they had uh, their answers in line, whatever. That This is – you've got to kind of re – kind of redetermine exactly what you want and how you're going to go and what you're going to do. So I I just feel like we had a lot of answers or seemingly so and we had a team that was on a roll and we were talking about making that that game in Green Bay. Green Bay's losing. I don't know if they finally lost or not, but I saw earlier they were losing pretty good. It just it's just such a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. Be- and and when you watch it's like man, like it's like T.J. Edwards, right? Like, what a game he played. Oh. I mean, Molly, they're in the the, the uh, soft coverage everyone talks about, right? Everyone talks about that cover two is a soft coverage. They hit Cedric Tillman in the middle of the field. I think it was a start in the second half, and T.J. Edwards blows him up, right? Blows him up. Tremaine Edmonds intercepts. He's all over the field, dropping the hammer on guys. That defense was ferocious most of the game today. I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, Justin Jones in coverage versus Najoku, uh, that'll be questioned, but 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 Iberflus is being aggressive. He's throwing that zone blitz, dropping a D tackle out into coverage, and all of a sudden he's you know it's, it's Najoku across the field, and Flacco reads it and makes the perfect play to end the game. But there's just so much there when we needed the offense just to make plays, assault the game away. Uh, we came out, uh, you know, Tyler Scott on um, on like jet sweeps, Velas Jones on toss cracks. That worked. We got yeah, a field yeah, goal. Yeah, Tyler Scott. I, I, yeah, um, it's just another guy that obviously had a drop during the course of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, and you look at it at the end there. I mean, you know, you got to catch the ball, and I get it. It's a it's a big ask to uh, to request someone to be able to step up and get it done uh, in the big moments. But you know, the ball comes your way. You got to make a play. You, you got very little choice other than to make the play. And, you know, you look around that, that receiver room, who do you trust? Who do you trust in that moment? And, uh, and obviously the answer is DJ Moore, and DJ Moore made some big plays. He looked like he was limping around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure how good uh, DJ Moore was doing. So it is, um, it, it is obviously a difficult one to kind of pick apart and to figure out, but uh, but what are you going to do? Um, I think that uh, I think that uh, you know when I look at this game and I talk about you know this, the, you cannot put enough on this game. This was such an important game in their season because guess what? Now they can't have a winning season, and and we knew that going in. And they got themselves to a point where you can win the game, and they couldn't figure out a way to close it. So, all right, we're going to uh, we're going to get to all of your phone calls. Three one two, six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. We're going to talk about it. We're going to pick it apart, and and we'll let you know when we hear what's going on in the locker room. When we hear what uh, anyone has to say about it. Um, at this point, I don't know if there's anything anyone can say that would make you feel better about where you're at. It is the uh, it is the uh, the post game show, the Great Clips post game show presented by Tullamore Dew on Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Around the 
We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips is going to be great. Presented by Telemordu. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and Mully from the Mully and Haw Show on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Oh, indeed, you're listening to the postgame show, which, of course, uh, it's the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. And uh, if you have any Tullamore Dew, you might want to crack it open and not in a Ooh. celebratory way. That was that was just god-awful. And uh, we got a lot of people who want to check in, and we're going to get to the phone lines in just a second. But, guys, I think that um, – you know, as much as you want to sort of pretend that uh, that everything is fine and that wasn't a big deal, um, you know, there there is very, it is hard to win in the NFL, as we all know. You can't lose a game like that. You just can't. You just if you have the advantage, that comes down to coaching, and you got to coach your way out of it. Period. End of story. That, that's a great point, Molly. I mean, it does come down to coaching, but players got to make plays as well. I mean, it's it's on both. It's on both sides, but Luke gets in the fourth quarter. I, I want to go back and read through the play sheet to find out, you know, what calls he was calling at certain points because you, you learn all the time, just shorten the game, right? Just learn how to shorten the game, and they had the opportunity to do that, and they allowed him to score 13 points in the fourth quarter, I think with 12.56 to go when they scored, whatever. But just too many points in the fourth quarter we should not have been allowed with the way the defense was playing. Yeah, and even in the first quarter with the rain and the way the elements seemed like they were, right, Pat? Um, you were wondering about the play calling. There didn't seem to be a lot of movement of the pocket. I, right. I was a little worried just from the beginning when it was a deep sh- uh, uh, play action pass to start the game. I think it was a DJ Moore. And it's kind of like no matter what the elements are, today, I'm going to call what's on my first 50. Right. Right. I'm just going to call and, you know, uh, Justin Fields comes out with gloves on. And he, I, I thought he handled it well in the first half, but uh, especially that touchdown pass he had Cole Komet on on that. Um, you were talking about that Ford that when they were from the one yard line after the interception, money <laughs> was crazy, but they, they end up with the touchdown. But um, it, it was just you know, very, very, very frustrating to watch this game today. And for a while it wasn't right, but you just you have this feeling because. We watch them so much, we know what their identity is, right? We know what is about to happen, that they're going to get to this point of where, okay, we're going to let them back in the game, and then we're not going to make enough plays to win the game. And, and Molly, to your point, uh, we all know what we're looking at, right? We all know what we're seeing, that they're, they're just not – and Pat said – Molly said coaches, Pat, you said players. There's just not enough in that building, right? That, that yeah. is what we're saying right. here, right? Lions, right. Denver, we can't put the game away. Here we are again, week 15 against Cleveland that has, I don't know what the guy said, 26 to 30% of their salary cap not playing today, and we can't steal a win. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't even know if they'd have been stealing it, frankly. I mean, they they opened the game strong enough. They played well enough to win the Mm -hmm. game. I I just don't know if they know how to win a close game. And I, I, I think, Olin, when you said, Everything you want. You want to see Justin Fields. And all we saw was a repeat of the three and outs. What did they have, eight or nine three and outs in that game? Pathetic. Yeah, that was ugly. And, and to me, you know, the past two weeks here in Chicago, we were all excited, right? We felt like they were turning the corner. They beat yep. Minnesota and come from behind. They put away Detroit, win by 15. Don't let them back in the game. So I felt like during the first three quarters, I'm like, all right, they got this. They're going to do this in the fourth quarter. They're turning the corner as a team. They're learning how to finish. They're learning how to, you know, become a, a, 
you know, like this this young group was learning how to win. Right. And right. it was it did feel weird that it started to slip back into my mind that they're going to let him come back. This is going to be a Browns win. This is going to happen. And it and it did. And I thought for those two weeks, I started to feel a little bit different. Like maybe this young team was learning how to learning how to win and, and learning how to close a game. And it's just unfortunate they couldn't do it. They had the opportunities at the very end. That's, I mean, poor Darnell Mooney. That's going to that's going to crush him. Right. I mean, that thing's in his pocket. And he, oh. he should have won the game with that. But that would have been a different story to talk about. We'd have said, all right, a win's a win. They, they stole one there at the end. But um, it's just too bad this young team has not learned how to uh, win consistently yet. Yeah, and as far as the offense goes, we talked about going into the game, what they look like against defenses like the Todd Bowles defense, Tampa Bay, the yep. Flores defense from Minnesota, because we talk about them getting that win against Minnesota, but the score was 12-10, to 10, right? It wasn't like the yes. offense had a good showing there. The defenders, we talked about when they go against Spagnolo. We talked about when they go against a defense with an aggressive, good coordinator, a good secondary, how the offense can't move the ball, can't get points, can't get in the end zone, and you want to see if they made those adjustments going against this kind of the number one defense in the NFL. And obviously the answer ends up being no, right? I mean, uh, they, they did not do enough. They did not help the defense put the game away. Obviously, no one can argue that the defense, even though they give that big play, they give you a winning effort. Right. I mean, if they yep. put you on a one yard line and score a touchdown, that's pretty damn good. Right. That's a good performance <laughs> yeah. by Davis. Montez Sweat uh, did exactly what you need him to do against the fourth or fifth tackle they had out there. So just watching that game. And like you guys are saying, uh, you feel comfortable watching it when it's 17 to seven. But then you don't see him get the fourth down and then you don't see him. And then you see the uh, uh, Browns get a field goal and then they go three and out. Right. And you're just like, oh, man. That big pass play where someone makes a mistake and we miss a few tackles is coming. Yeah, yeah, and it did, and it did. I mean, basically, the, the offense basically only scored three points. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. They gave them on the yeah. one-yard line. It took them 18 plays to get in. I mean, to me, that just that sums up how bad this offense was today. And, Owen, you nailed it, man. You said, I want to see how he do- this offense does, and Luke Getzey and – Justin Fields does against an aggressive style of defense, and mm-hmm. he, they fold it again. They could not get it done. I mean, they, to me, that's three points they put up. Yes, that's a great throw that Fields had in the corner of the end zone to commit. Mm-hmm. Athletic as heck. And, you know, I was like, okay, that's a that's a check-the-box thing, right? When you're evaluating Justin Fields, it was pretty impressive. But the other stuff before that was a bunch of blah. You know what I mean? It was it was awful. I mean, it was just awful. Yeah, All right, in, let's, in the run games. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Molly. I'm sorry. I was going to say let's get to the phone lines. But make your Sounds point, everyone, right. please. No, I was just going to say the run game was not good enough today, right? No, the offensive wasn't. line nope. got beat nope. up on the inside, and especially when yes. Tevin, once Tevin Jenkins went out, uh, they really struggled inside there against Dalvin Tomlinson and the inside of the Cleveland Browns defense with that get-up-the-field action, that penetration. I thought they should have went to gap scheme a little bit more, but, um, you know, just, just not good enough there to, to give them a yeah. little bit of room there on offense. Nate Davis, that's two games running, I think, where he's mm-hmm. kind of struggled. Yes. Yeah. Th- this game was different as far as it goes, where it was it was the run, which is his bread and butter, right? Well, that's where you start to worry. Like against uh, the Lions, you know, he, he was never really known for his pass pro. So when they line Aiden Hutchinson on them, even though he's got to make that play, I'm not shocked he gets beat. Today, I was a little bit shocked on short yardage and run situations, the penetration he was giving up. All right, let's try Chris. Chris is in Evanston. Hi, Chris. Good morning or good afternoon. What's going on, guys? Uh, you know, it seems like no matter what happens for three years now, like you said, Olin, let's call it what it is. When someone shows you who they are, 
Let, let's call them what they are. I'm tired of the excuses. I say it week after week. Oh, if the defense would have got four turnovers instead of three. Oh, if the coach would have called every single play right instead of guessing wrong. And the fourth down's not converted. And and, and they should have kicked the field goal instead of going for it. Whatever it is. The biggest problem on this team is the quarterback. A-plus number one. Like you just said, we finally got to the point. The defense basically scored all your points today. A couple weeks ago, they got him four interceptions. And he got four field goals. But we're debating whether we have a franchise quarterback. All right, fire everybody and, and pay the guy. No, pay him $50 because his price is going to go up. Because every week, oh, he's, he's playing better. Oh, he's playing. No, he's, done, he's, he's very consistent in one thing, not being consistent at playing quarterback. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Um, Thanks, Chris. You, you know, I think what's interesting about all of it is that um, – he needs the play to break down to be at his best. And you think about that short yardage, that ridiculous short yardage um, sequence, that touchdown was spectacular. And that was mm. great. And that was him, you know, the play breaks down and off he goes. And, you know, the fact that he can make that play is, is really special. The problem is that you can't make other plays, that you're not making kind of the obvious um, – just the in-time, on-time play. The game manager plays? Yes. I know <laughs> no. that sounds horrible, but if you're going to talk about winning via uh, a complimentary football, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and you want it all, right? If you're going to pay the young man 20 40 whatever, the millions of dollars, yes. you want to see it all. And, Olin, you made the point earlier with Getsy later in the game, that's when he is his best, when he's on his, on the move. And it, when plays mm-hmm. break down, he's on the move, and that's – that's, that's his strength of his game, and why are you not doing that and putting the ball in Justin Fields' hands at the end of the game that way, knowing that's how he thrives. We, we've, you've tried to force-feed him to us in the pocket, you know, and, 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 and doing that, it just does not work. And I'm just shocked that Getzey didn't, didn't do more of that at the end of the game and saying, okay, you win it with your, your arm or your legs. It's your turn. Let's go. And he didn't give it to him. Yeah, and to Chris's point, right, like, yes, Justin Fields, we can all see the problems he has and the things he needs to work on, throwing the ball from the pocket, uh, processing information, getting the ball out. Uh, he is playing better. He has improved. The ball did come out quicker sometimes today. But has he improved to the point of, you know, what, what people keep forgetting is that the question is not all that. The question is, has he proved, improved to the point of where you don't take a quarterback first in the draft, right? Because yep. you yes. have that, you know, one or two yep. pick. Now, listen, guys, all the talk this week, right? All the talk this week about... Justin Fields returning. I think I heard Mully call on the radio to the scene of the crime. Like, uh, you know, really, like, that is what happened. His first start in Cleveland, right? And he was in the pocket and he was getting hit. And this, we went on and on with this. And what did you learn? And Justin Fields is doing a press conference on what he learned. And he learned he got sacked. We heard him say that. And gets he's answering those questions. First play of the game. It's shotgun. It's fake run. It's seven-step drop. Take a shot. Uh, um, Darnell Wright gets beat by Zadarius Smith, and guess who gets hit standing in the pocket? Yeah, hmm. Justin Fields. That's right. Yeah. Right. Someone has to explain that to me if I'm running the Bears. Yep. Right. Someone has to explain to me why that play, when I got to the stadium and it was raining and the field was wet, and this is what happened to this guy here when his first time back in Ohio, and all the things we went through this week, and I'm not taking the blame off of Justin Fields. But someone needs to explain to me why that was the play call. 
and, and, you know, the other thing is there was a sequence there. There was a certain stretch of the game where he was knocking. He was hitting every mm-hmm. pass. I mean, he was really mm-hmm. throwing the ball well, and he wasn't getting catches on some of it for whatever reason. And I'm not, you know, blaming everyone, but he looked like he really had his uh, game going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was rolling early. Yep, he sure was. And I wonder if how many of those hits got to him. Um, all right, we, we will be right back. We're going to get to your phone calls. We're going to talk it through. It's a little it's like a, it's a little bit depressing that you know you're now guaranteed of a losing season. And, and I don't know that this game was the determining factor. Certainly the first four games of the year pretty much put you in a hole when there were games you could have won. But it, it, changes, it changes the outcome of the season. That's for damn sure. Uh, 312-644-6767. We will be right back on the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.